This user inherited a $3 million home and they want to try to use secure debt to basically be retired indefinitely, right? The problem with doing something like this is that one, you probably can't actually even afford the home basically uh, at all. But let's get into it. I recently inherited a $3 million home in a very desirable area in the States and own it completely. Let's say it continues to appreciate over the next several decades. I want to live on $50,000 per year. Can I borrow 50k against my house and just live on that? How can I make interest payments without a job? What if my house is worth 3.1 million next year? How do rich people use their appreciating real estate and assets to live without working? but never sell their assets. So here's the thing. Let's say that you own like a property cash, right? What you could technically do is do like a refinance and get all of your money basically out or roughly about like maybe potentially like 75% of the perceived value of the home. So like let's say that it's actually worth $3 million. Let's do a little calculator. So... $3 million, let's say you could get 75% of that, right? Which is $2,250,000 that you could probably take out, right? But a better way to actually just look at it, right, is, let's see, let me pull this up. How much... Can you refinance? How much can you cash out refinance on a home? And let's just say California as an example. Let's just do this. Cash out refinance pros and cons. Let's see. So cash out refinance replaces your current mortgage with a new, larger loan. In return, you receive the cash difference between the new amount borrowed and your old mortgage balance. But you don't actually have a mortgage balance. Keep that in mind. Let's see. So with a cash out refinance, you get a new home loan for more than your currently owe on your house. The difference between that new mortgage amount and the balance on your previous mortgage goes to you at closing in cash, which you can spend on home improvements, debt consolidation, or other financial needs. However, you will now be repaying a larger loan with different terms, so it's important to weigh the pros and cons before doing it. So whenever you refinance, you're starting over with a new mortgage that has different terms. You can use refinancing to change your interest rate or mortgage term or to add or remove a borrower. None of this requires you to change the amount borrowed. In contrast, a cash-out refinance gives you a new loan that's larger than your current mortgage balance, and the difference between your new loan amount and what's owed is where you get the cash out. How much cash depends upon your home equity. How much your home is worth compared to how much you owe. So how much cash can you get from a cash-out refinance? Lenders usually require you to maintain at least 20% equity in your home, meaning that for like the $3 million, it would actually be, you could only take out, I guess, 80%, okay? 
So this can be uh, this can vary lender and loan type. If your mortgage is backed by the Department of Veterans Affairs, for example, you may be able to borrow 100% of your equity with a VA cash out refinance. And generally, you can borrow up to 80% of your home value. But it's wise to borrow only as much as you need. Okay, so for example, so the three million times 80%, right? means that he would potentially have, or she, whatever, would have $2,400,000 that they would end up receiving, right? The problem with that, yeah, you might end up getting that money, technically tax-free, but you'd still have to deal with basically a new mortgage and also just the basic upkeep of this property, right? But this is what some people will end up doing if they're trying to basically take income without getting taxed. So, for example, you could keep doing like, you could keep basically buying real estate and leveraging it in a way that you're pretty much always taking money. Like you're always making money every time you basically buy a property without ever selling the property so that you can basically live off this. So, for example... Let's say you originally bought like a home and it was for like $200,000. Yeah, let's just do that. $200,000 and we'll use that 0.80. So you'd get 160 in a cash out refinance. Well, now basically you just received like a $160,000 paycheck, right? Without being taxed on it because this is all tax free money. So you could use that money that you just did to pay your mortgage, your living expenses, etc. And then also potentially use, I don't know, maybe like half of it on another home, like like another down payment for another home. And if that value of that home increases and your original home increases as well, then you could do another cash out refinance later down the line and just basically have like this infinite loop of money where you could keep on taking money without ever actually being taxed on any of it because this is all debt. So this is what some people do, but there is so much risk involved in this. And if you're in a situation where basically you don't got an income, which is what this person's like situation is, where like they're trying to like get it to where they never have to work ever at it, like ever again, is a very bad plan. Now, what this person could do, right, which is what I would probably do in this situation if this were to happen to me, is that I would sell this property, probably pay whatever taxes I would need to pay, then I would basically buy a home in cash that is nice, but nothing crazy, and then basically use the rest of the money to maybe buy another home that's pretty nice, or two other homes that are pretty nice that I just rent out that are all paid off that brings me income every single month and the leftover money I'll put it into like a, into the S&P 500 and also just for general living expenses and emergency fund, etc. Like that's what I would do in this situation if this were to ever happen to me. But the problem with this this person is just like trying to plan it like, oh, I just won the lottery. 
let me try to basically never have to lift a finger ever again. And that line of thinking is such a bad line of thinking because you're going to put yourself in a situation where you're potentially going to lose everything. And the thing is, this person can't really afford to have this home. Like the only way that they could afford this home is if they were to do a cash out refinance, move out of the home, rent it out, and then go buy themselves something super cheap to live in in cash. And that's like the only way that you could really justify doing something like this. Let's see some of this, some of the comments. Land typically appreciates, but also keep in mind that there are numerous costs associated with keeping property. Insurance, upkeep, repairs, utilities, renovations, taxes. Are you in the position to keep this property and keep it maintained? I know that if I had a $3 million property given to me, I would be underwater real quick. So will this be a blessing or a curse? Given your wants, you should probably sell it and invest the money, which is kind of like more my line of thinking. But I like the idea of having a completely owned home, meaning that your living expenses is basically nothing, then having investments that would actually provide you income on a monthly basis, then have extra money invested, and have a very healthy emergency fund, and basically have extra money on the side too, where you could just basically do whatever you want with it. Do not underestimate the upkeep costs up. On a $3 million house, they're going to be large. Yeah, they're going to be huge. I would probably sell it and buy myself a more reasonably priced house outright, then invest the remaining funds while keeping a good chunk out in a high-yield savings account for repairs and maintenance on the new house. You're not realistically going to be able to maintain a home of that value size without a good income. Not from the house because that will eventually deplete itself. Sell the property, invest the money. Why wouldn't you just sell it, invest it, and just withdraw 2%? I see, this is the crazy thing, right? If the person does this in like the correct manner, technically, they would achieve exactly what they want, where they could basically financially be retired and never have to worry about money in terms of like to like live ever again. If you sell the property for 3 mil, that should leave you with roughly 2.8 mil after the sale. Let's say you want a nice house, 800K should do the trick. I still think that's kind of like too much house. Now you have 2 mil left over. Put that 2 mil in a total market index fund like VTSAX. Using the 4% rule, your average safe withdrawal should be about 80K per year. That will also adjust for inflation. There's your 50K and then some. Rich people borrow against their real estate when interest rates are low. They aren't now, and they have other streams of income. Sounds like you don't. Your option is to rent out the house, sell the house, or keep a job, because eventually, property taxes will be due. You sell it and buy income-producing assets. People with a 50K income don't live in a $3 million houses, plain and simple. Doesn't matter if it's paid off, your taxes, insurance, utilities, and maintenance are going to eat up well over half of that income. Also, your residence doesn't make money for you. That's not how it works. Outside of doing a reverse mortgage or something like that, cash out refinance, nobody is going to pay you to live in your house and not work. People who make money from real estate do it by buying, renting, and selling properties that they don't live in. 
You're not going to be living in that house without a job. You either need to have a well-paying job that enables you to pay for the ongoing expenses associated with that kind of house, or you need to sell the house and invest the money. You can set aside a portion of that to pay cash for a much more modest house, and if you're smart, you might be able to live off of the investments in perpetuity. But you're really not going to be living a rich lifestyle, not working in a high cost of living area with just $3 million in the bank, especially if you're young, which I assume you are. There's just too many years ahead of you to pay for. Yeah. You don't get to live in the house and have the house make you money. You either rent out the house or you sell the house and invest the money. And like I said, technically speaking, you could do it in a way where you could pretty much have infinite money, but there is just so much risk involved in that path. And if you literally got no income coming in, like of your own basically, that's not like doing weird real estate financing, you're going to be in a pretty bad position. And again, it's horrible to do something like I was talking about now, because the interest rates are so brutal. Like maybe it would make sense years ago when it was like 2%, but definitely not now, when it's like close to like 7% now. But yeah, this is definitely not a good idea. What would you do if you basically had $3 million pretty much given to you? Like this person basically won the lottery. So... They should try to do everything that they can to uh, not screw it up. 